everybody. It's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, the show that goes all in into all the detail, all the characters, all the places, all the things of Star Wars. And boy howdy, for this, the 2020 holiday special, we have some things to talk about. My name is Mac, and I'm joined by my fellow Life Day celebrants, Ross. Hey, Mac. Great to see you, as always. And we have our special holiday correspondent, Vito, with us again. Great to be back. Oh, Vito, it is so great to have you back for our 2020 holiday special. We said one year ago at this time when we recorded part one, we would be back here, and here we are a year-ish later. Who knew we would have had the hell world that we did in between? (laughs) Um, But now that you're back together with us again, I'd just like to ask, how are you enjoying your apocalypse? Every day is the same. Every day is life day when every day is the same. Um, It is kind of funny when you when you stop to consider that a year ago, you know, we're all just excited to watch the star wars holiday special and looking forward to the year to come and perhaps it was a sign at that time that we'd be watching the next 20 minutes of the star wars holiday special (laughs) in 2020 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and here we are now we have prepared we have seen not only the next chunk of the original holiday special to discuss tonight but we had a surprise year with a surprise we did new holiday special that no one saw coming. Never would have thought one year ago that we would be here tonight talking about a new piece of holiday content for Star Wars. The simple idea that they have the gall to make another Star Wars holiday special just shows you we're in a different era of Star Wars. They never acknowledged that thing in the old days. Yes, this is Disney Star Wars. It's here to say it's going to be goofy. But before we get to the new holiday special, we are going to talk about the old holiday special. But before we do that, Vito, let's just catch up. How have you been enjoying Star Wars in this last year? The Rise of Skywalker came out. We are uh, most of the way through season two of Mandalorian. Um, how, how are you feeling about Star Wars? We're on the cusp of the High Republic. We're, we're on the cusp. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am. I, I'm thrilled to say I'm. I'm pretty well caught up, which is Ooh. not the way that things were. Uh, I guess, although last year, it, Rise of Skywalker wasn't out yet. Right? No, no, we had not yet experienced the dead speak. That we had that what? holiday anticipation. I was gonna yeah. say we we. We um, recorded before Rise of yeah. Skywalker came out is maybe yeah. the best way to put it. Listeners would have heard this after Rise of Skywalker, and that's point. why we didn't fair talk point. about it. Yeah. Fair point. Yes, fair point. Uh, so this year, we have all seen it now. Yeah. Vito and I, in fact, got to watch it apart but together for yeah. his first time, which was nice. Um, and you had a lot of the, the same thoughts we did, so we're all on the same page. Good. Moving on. It's a movie. <laughs> It is a film, and mm-hmm. it is the ninth one of those. Uh-huh. Really glad. Quick stand in Star Wars, top notch. I, That's what I'd like to say. I will say that as time goes on, it settles with me in a way where I'm like, it is not great, but there are some great things in it that I'm glad are slowly ebbing out into the rest mm-hmm, of Star mm-hmm, Wars. Mm-hmm. up. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't mean to be the episode nine apologist, but I guess I am. It's okay. 
Ah. <laughs> no one wants to say anything. It's great because to, it's the holidays. It's great to be here. And we're all happy, and we all love Star Wars, and we're all happy to be here. Episode 9, we're glad you exist. Okay, I, so <laughs> let's talk about the holidays. Uh, uh, well, well... <laughs> Do we have anything more to say about no, it? No, I don't. Do you know anything you'd like to add? I'll pause. Uh, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about another holiday special later, and I'll, I'll be able to kind of recap some of my thoughts oh, as okay. they relate to that's modern. Yeah, okay. well, again, what I've seen in the last year. Beautiful. All right. right. Sounds good to me, Mac. <laughs> let's light the fire. Let's, let's toast the marshmallows. Let's boil the cocoa. All right, let's get started right after this. Gonna insert this proton pack. Now then, Itchy, I thought you might like this. One of those, uh, it's a real, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a, uh, wow. You know what I mean? Happy life day. I do mean happy life day. I know you're searching for me. Searching, searching. I am here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind. As you create me. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. <laughs> I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? Oh, oh. We are excited, aren't we? Well, just relax. Just relax. Yes. We can have a good time, can't we? Oh. Hmm. I'll tell you a secret. I find you adorable. I'll tell you a secret. This is our moment together in time. That we might turn this moment into an eternity. Previously on the Star Wars Holiday Special. (laughs) Okay, so to set the scene. (laughs) Last time on the Holiday Special, we saw that the Wookiee planet of... What do they call it? Kazook. 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 (laughs) Also known as Kashyyyk. Uh, we see the family of Chewbacca because Hansel and Chewbacca are trying to make their way across the galaxy to get with the family for Life Day. And previously, we've seen how important the family is. We've seen Marla. We've seen Itchy, Chewbacca's father. We have seen Lumpy, his son. 
And we've also seen some of the local folks. For instance, we had a good span of time with Sondon. Oh, Sondon. Played by Art Carney, who is our friendly humanoid, here to translate most of the Wookiee for us <laughs> and sell knickknacks on the side. A convenient rebellion member. And we knew that it was going to be perilous for our heroes Han and Chewie to get back, which is why Marla reaches out to heroes of the Rebellion, such as Luke Skywalker, to see if he knows exactly where they are. And nope, they're still running late, so we don't know what's going on. But we know that things are getting worse, because when last we left our show, Darth Vader had appeared on the scene to have an overdub talking to an Imperial <laughs> officer who says, we're cracking down on it, let's cover the planet with a blockade or something. And they did. And they searched every household. And that's kind of where we find ourselves. Mm -hmm. The commercials have happened. We've come back to our show. And it's time for Marla to get some, get some food in the oven for Life Day. We've got to make sure that everybody is fed. And so we're going to start out by watching just a fantastic scene. A fantastic little bit of holiday magic here. We are going to make some Bantha. And it's just a, a hearty, nourishing dish. Give you that yummy yum and your tummy tum feeling. Oh, boy. I, I got to say, this has been my favorite part of the holiday special so far, <laughs> was the cooking and stirring. Allow me to repeat myself. Vito, please. We had 2020. And then we had the second 20 minutes of the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special to cap it off. Yeah, I'm... Uh, you know, I'm I'm your holiday ray of sunshine. I'm mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. festive as you anything. Are. I'm I'm practically Mariah Carey when it comes to how festive <laughs> I am. But I gotta tell you, yeah, the the next okay, the last twenty minutes of my life have been a struggle, and the next Sorry. twenty minutes might be a greater struggle for me. <laughs> This is this is a difficult watch, friends. This is a difficult watch. I can't believe it. I thought the cooking was going to grab you the way it did me. So, I really did. Just like last year, we're going to talk about the holiday specials in totality, but we're going to be focusing on what is now the second 20 minutes. If you're watching at home with us, bless you. Uh, we're basically starting from the commercial break after the introduction of Darth Vader at about 19 minutes in the special to about 26 minutes right before the Boba Fett animation special and the show gets something of value again. Uh, but what's in between there is fascinating. So, like we said, we Truly. start with cooking. So, we've got... How would you even describe how he's dressed in the in the cooking show? All right, like, uh, a light purple dress. Okay. Um, silver streaked hair, like a silver hair with like a black undertone. But like a helmet. Like... Oh, it's styled. It's, it's very permanent. Like vague Julia Child vibes, but very, very vague. Like, I think that's yeah. the connection that we're trying to make here, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I could see that emanating from it in a lot of ways, but there's also something very like, I don't know, stand up comedy, like improvised early SNL, like just yeah. weirdness to it too, where it's just, it's great because she's, she's, she's making a recipe. She's making this bantha. And as she's stirring, she's got her different her different uh, utensils. And then as she's going, more arms start coming out from the back of her. And it's just great because she's just kind of like... 
doing her little dance, her little groove, and she's missing her mouth as these secondary arms try and pour things into her mouth. And it's just, it's fantastically goofy. The joke you might expect <laughs> is that, oh, here's this here's this TV food personality, right? Oh, they, they've got four arms. Mm-hmm. So, oh, how are we going to keep up? And uh, y- you would expect that to be the central premise, yes. the, the joke here. Yes. Not really. No. <laughs> no they bar- it's very subtle. They Not barely really. mention it. it. You mentioned, like, improv. Like, it feels like, yes, the camera crew, like, over in the Carol Burnett show says, like, well, he's available. Throw him in a costume. We'll do a Julia child bit. Um, just use words like Bantha and 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 Ray Blasters and uh, and just yeah, just do sci-fi of that. And then all right, we're gonna turn the camera on. We're gonna go take fifteen. We'll be back. Like, cause there's no direction to it. He basically just starts. He's just holding a side of beef, and and the the character's just like she's like, oh well, we're gonna cut this into chunks now. And there's just these tortured long jokes like this would normally take care of a family of four, but. Only you know how your family actually is. Maybe for you, you need to get a whole rump roast of this. And then drops the meat on the on the floor, making a punctuation. And it's like, oh, that's that's a joke. Uh-huh. That's supposed <laughs> That sounded like a setup. I like the herb she wears around her neck on a necklace. Yeah, because we're still so starting. Valuable. So we, <laughs> we're throwing like a side of beef into a giant soup pot. Yes. And just throwing more and more, and like every time, like, oh, let's get some cilantro. She like bites a chunk out of it before throwing all of it in. And at the very end, yeah, she's like, and and just a little bit of this special root takes the little tiny bit out, just drops it. Meanwhile, in our rookie household, Marla takes like a baseball-sized version of whatever that is and just chucks it in. And again, the joke. Where where'd it go? Where oh, don't worry about the joke. No, Just, it's, a, it's a lot of sit-ups with no payoffs. I was <laughs> laughing. It's like a sight gag without the gag. It's just a sight. But you know, but you're laughing from the awkwardness of like, I need to, I need to voice something because this is something's happening. I don't understand. So I'll just laugh, and then everyone will be less nervous, Listen, including if, me. If we want to talk about things we don't understand, though, oh god, this is only the tip of the iceberg. It's true. So oh. this is this is February 2020. Oh. Yeah, so, okay, hold on. <laughs> I just want to keep the narrative. So, on the flat panel screen, we see Milo cooking the food. That joke is finally over again after every arm has come in. We're mashing and whisking and all this kind of stuff, and, and Marla's not even falling along. And then we hear, like, the knock at the door. And so, we go over to the door, and who is there but it's Sondon, our friend, the tradesman, who was in the bit a minute ago. <laughs> um, And he's brought presents for everyone in the family. Mm-hmm. So... For Marla, she gets this sewing machine jukebox tool box. We don't really know what it is yet. Uh, Lumpy gets a nice big red box. And uh, well, Itchy's going to get something real special here in a minute. Uh, so Lumpy rushes up to his room, opens it up, and he's just got this sort of like video player doodad. And we were all talking about the fact of like, when you go up to this extra little like nook, like the set direction's pretty good. <laughs> There are some parts of this show that are inexplicably well done, and then other parts that are just tragically horrible. It's so half-baked. I like to see that we're getting some variety now, mm-hmm. because not only do we have each of the remote sets, you know, we've seen 
Luke in his little repair bay. Uh, a little bit later, we'll see Leia here in just a moment. We're going to see Han. So we've seen a little bit of these other kind of more Star Wars-y sets, but here in the Chewbacca house household, we've only seen this one room. So it's nice to see a little bit more from Lumpy. Um, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying seeing the home. I'm enjoying being in it. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. seeing how these Wookiees are living. Yeah, it's like if Archie Bunker were a Wookiee, they'd have the same decorating, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 got a sitcom vibe to it, but it's also like they have the angled walls with yeah. the triangular cut windows, and I'm like, someone, not everyone, on the staff is trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 60% effort. Yeah, so... Meanwhile, we come back down, and Sundan is just kind of like coming up to it. He's like, "You gotta show this amazing thing. I got this. I got this amazing thing for you. It's it's you know. I don't know. I don't know if they exactly got, like, but wowza, you know. <laughs> and it's like, what are we doing? What is this? Uh, how does this end up on TV? There's a hand gesture there too. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's like a, to be clear, like it, wow, he says while it, making it's somewhere, a hand gesture indicative yeah, of what's about to happen. Actually, it's somewhere between a stroking gesture and like the hang ten from like surfers. It's somewhere in between there. Which I don't know how Wookiees work, so you never perhaps know. It's accurate. It's all under that carpeting. You can't see it. Oh, it's canon. No. So Itchy, the old man of the group, the old Wookiee, sits down in this chair. Art Carney plugs in this hologram thing. Says. Okay, here you go. A little shield goes over his eyes, and now Itchy is in VR? Yeah, he looks on the outside like he's getting a perm, but on the inside, (laughs) he's entered a completely different realm. It's trippy. He's got these green gems, some smoke in the air, and then what do we see but just a a regular old angel? (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, I assume that's what we're looking at here, right? Is yeah, that what it's, this it's, is? This is what Anakin was talking about in episode that's one. What These I'm are thinking, the space yeah. angels, this the old space angels. Yes, about. that's exactly what right? I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, this is this is seven minutes. Yeah, Vito timed it. This yeah. is seven minutes. It's a significant chunk of our time together here, but it's great. What we have here is a fantastic uh seven-ish minute musical number that just how do we put this? is suggestive highly (laughs) so okay so we start with like you said just sort of psychedelic imagery some like fun stuff that okay 2001 got made so now we figure out you can do fun things with cameras that are sights and sounds and we start seeing like just these gems forming out of inky blackness and then we just start here slowly the music is starting to build up and it's kind of got this sort of like tubular kind of open rounded sounds to it and then you said our angel appears (laughs) and she's looking out at us the audience and apparently itchy right and he's just like i can feel it uh i can feel it can you feel it i feel the moment of my creation (laughs) it's like what are we doing (laughs) This is Academy Award nominee, (laughs) Diane Carroll. Yes. Only the best for Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) Inviting a crusty old Wookiee to experience her. I'm sending you my wavelengths. Are you sending me yours? Can you feel me? 
I want you to feel me. Family friendly content. <laughs> family friendly so, content. Like everything we've talked about in this is like it is torturously long to get from beat to beat. It's like the whole thing is on slow mo. Cause like even if you realize what the structure of this is maybe supposed to be, <laughs> it still takes forever. Like she's doing the improv thing too. She's like, can you feel me? Uh, the, uh, I'm wavelengths and you, and I'm feeling the moment to you, the moment feeling and, um, creation. No, I need to believe life. that this is all scripted, that every single word was written down. Uh, we're all connected for them to say. And I think you're connected with me and I'm, with you? Um, Let me connection. tell you about the world between worlds where anything <laughs> is possible. So strange undertones um, aside, you know, yeah. uh, it, one, once we exit that weird, uh, I, I struggle to find the right words because so, I, I'm trying to be as family friendly as I can a, be right now. At a certain point, she stops addressing the audience yep. and she becomes a duplicate of herself. Now there's two of her on the screen. And they begin to sing. sing. Yes. The singing begins. <laughs> yes, and she gives herself her own duet. Had had we encountered a musical number prior to this at this point? I don't know that we have. I don't think we have. I think so this, this is, is our first. first one. This is we, the first we musical had, like, number. the gymnastics. Yeah, the fact. tumbling thing, but yeah, that was more of a performance that. piece. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now I do. Oh, sorry, you forgot that. That's Uh, so memorable. 2021, Vito, do your best to be in the same spot where you you just forgot about the previous 20 minutes. Yeah, so this is is a musical number, and it's a weird musical number Uh about this fleeting moment that that this character exists um, for Itchy's pleasure. Yeah, so... The kind of underpinning I felt in the song and in the lyrics is basically this idea of like, okay, we're going to try and separate from the innuendo. And I'm going to say it feels like the concept is this being, whether it's like AI or a hollow program or whatever it is. Everything that she wants, I believe, is what she says. It seems like they have been created from nothing. Mm-hmm. They're commenting on the fact that they're a new being that newly exists. I can feel my creation. They feel happy that Itchy has created her out of whatever his desire was. Mm-hmm. And she's going to sing about the fact of, I wish this minute could last forever because I have to fit my entire life into this one minute, minute we have together. Yeah, either you finish or you unplug me. It's one or the other or both. And then after that, I just uh. cease to exist. Can I say Finish. Yeah, you could say <laughs> sure you can. As we can walk around it about as much as they walk yeah. around it. Um, in theme though, I think we'll blush a little harder than they did with some of those lines. God, they uh, were getting a paycheck. Well, and and the worst part is, at least in the beginning, there's a couple cuts back to this ugly hook jawed Wookie, <laughs> like going like, "Yeah, it's good." His mouth looks I'm like gonna, the shell of a walnut. I love I'm it. I'm gonna lean a little bit further back in this chair, you know. Mm. And there are people cooking like 15 feet away. (laughs) Seven minutes. Well, you know, the olds don't know how to use their technology. So the whole sequence is just her singing, but constantly like different versions and angles of her repeated on top of each other. Weird, superimposed, glittery, chroma key everywhere. You got this kaleidoscope of gems behind it the entire time. Very just 
tortures on the air forever. Like the singing itself isn't so bad as much as this song just doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't really have enough structure to be a good song. It's just music played well and it feels like a jam session. Like they didn't know where they wanted to take the song the whole time. Bear with me here. <laughs> Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's the Star Wars holiday. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, it is. You know, the Star Wars. Yeah. Well, we're in the stars yeah. and there's a war going on because meanwhile, the Empire has <laughs> blockaded the planet. Yes. Let's not forget that. And Han and Chewie are fighting TIE fighters trying to land. So they are trying to make their way. There is still some stars and some wars happening in this holiday special. Worth pointing out. And again, we have stars. We have Academy Award <laughs> nominee. <laughs> Diane Carroll. Carroll. Uh, oh, you know what? We haven't really described her enough now I think about it. <laughs> yeah, she's so, wearing like a gemstone wig. Almost. Crystal spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's like, <laughs> and it's so like that has like. That I can understand. It sort of reminds me of like 1920s flapper or something. It's like using sequins as an embellishment. And like, it's not trying to be hair per se. It's, it's just an ornamentation she's wearing on the top of her head. And then her dress for most of the time, it's fine. It's like kind of feathery. It's got little like points and like frocking going on it. And it's like a single sleeved kind of thing. And then she's sort of got a matching, like, um, accessories on the other side to sort of balance out the costume. It's like, it's okay. But then they pull out wide and she's like a mermaid. This like, this dress goes down the front and the back and goes around for like another 10 feet. Like it's super insanely long and they're just curling it around her because they don't know what else to do with the train (laughs) of it. Zooming in and out. Well, and then they show us the side and she's, it isn't a dress. It's the front and a half of a dress slightly strung together in the middle, which is also pretty suggestive for what I imagine TV was like at 78. <laughs> like this reminds me of the, the number that the girl wears in like Logan's run. Like it's, it's a sexy time dress. That's what I'm trying to say. CBS 1978, <laughs> the star Wars holiday special. It's, you know, we just weren't as strict with certain content then. No. Just born to strict language. Oh no, no. And and I enjoy that we're language. watching this with all this weird dress. And one of the commercials during this block is for the <laughs> women's lingerie and underwear union. I thought that was no. That's the slot we need to have our ad in. It's relevant. Dang it. <laughs> Check for the label. The union label. Check for the union on whatever label. that was. Yeah, and yeah. we um, crystal spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> So she's superimposed yeah, caught on. on top of herself and on top of herself. And then as the music crescendos, as we get to the end of these seven minutes, there's like five, six, seven of her, mm-hmm. all with their heads around her head, mm-hmm. all kind of singing the final yeah. chord. And then they smoosh down into her head. And then her head becomes infinite as waves of it come out in all directions kids these days it's the, it's the ant-man effect it's mm-hmm. like just like waves of her face doubled mm-hmm. up in rings mm-hmm. going out from her head and then that just goes purple and green and then black and then it just all fades completely out it's the spiritual predecessor to raise force vision on octu except that was less trippy <laughs> except with a creepy old wookie touching never mind never mind never mind a creepy old Wookiee doing whatever creepy old Wookiees do with that. What was going on in that right. force? I don't want to know. He seems satisfied at the end. So, I mean, it must have done whatever it needed to do. I, I think he <laughs> felt 
the moment of her creation is what I'm trying to say. I was also satisfied in the end because it was over. It was over. And it's it's in that beautiful hot spot where it's it's not bad enough to be actually bad. It is just so awe-inspiringly bizarre. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, though. That's what I want out of my holiday special. Great news. <laughs> Great <Yeah>. news. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now that we're past the wow machine... Well, just remember, let's we'll come back to it. Not uh, this year, but eventually. Oh, we will be. We will be. All right, so what happens after the wow machine? Okay, because so... Because I was too blown away after that to take any more notes. At this point, Marla is still concerned about her husband and where he is. So she yes. checks in with another hero of the rebellion yes. to see if they can make a connection. Slides that bookshelf, gets that hidden panel, opens it up... And Anthony Daniels over there as C-3PO is like, I've made a connection, which is hilarious because he didn't do anything. Marla opened it up and then it was on. So C-3PO did nothing. And we're in a room that is vaguely Star Wars. It's like, it's... It's the most Star Wars room we've been in so far, I would argue. But it's also got like a weird AT&T reception kind of vibe. <laughs> like you're looking for Ernestine in the corner. Uh, like, yeah, because like C-3PO is standing at this console, which we think is like a screen or something. You can't see it. It never turns mm-hmm. around. And the background, they're like, we need to make it look like Star Wars. So get that Star Wars great plating that everyone's used to. But then make it white with a blue background, which is never seen in Star Wars that way. It's like halfway between Cloud City and the Death Star. And they couldn't pick which one. It's back to our prevailing theory that the majority of this show's production was people remembering what Star Wars looked like. There's and a not touch looking of at any reference. Pan Am in there. Like, yeah. 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 It's a Pan Am lounge on Coruscant. Like, yeah. that's totally what it is. But with like a what? big Tandy computer <laughs> just like chilling. And again, that's like Leia was was playing Ernestine is all I could come up with. <laughs> wow. See, this is not m- all my mind could go to is we went back to the white dress. We did back in the episode four attire. That was all my mind could think of, of odd choice to put her back into this. Well, Iconic. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is like, this is what people in 78, this is the picture they have of Leia. Yeah. It's either that or the admittedly similar dress. She wears in the throne room yeah. with the totally different haircut. Yeah. But yeah, she's back to the cinnamon buns and everything. No yeah, metal bikini yet. Yeah, that's true. Be another, that's what, true. five years before no, that no. took off? The, yeah. Itchy would have loved that. Oh. <laughs> uh, he has to download that expansion pack Yeah, just remember, it's a human woman. She might be an angel with spaghetti crystal hair, but, like, she's a human, she's a, she's not a Wookiee. He no, shouldn't be. He's not speciesist. He Apparently, is... he's a very open-minded yeah. old man. Yeah, he's very progressive. So Carrie Fisher is yep. there. She is. And, Go ahead. And what I was going to say about it is like, I contend that Carrie Fisher is the one that you see throwing her most weight at the role that is being asked here. Like Harrison Ford actually shows up, does great. We, we talked last year about the fact of when like Mark Hamill shows up, you could tell Mark Hamill must be on Broadway or something at this time. Cause he's really dolled up and he's like, overly like he's overacting like it's like he's acting for an entire audience hall not a camera and carrie fisher brings the energy she's like oh 
Marla, it's you. I wanted to reach out to you. I'm so glad we could connect. She's auditioning for a high school play. <laughs> she has practiced this monologue so many times, and yes. she is so thrilled because she's about to have that solo. <laughs> Not that Han solo, that vocal solo. Yes. She's ready for that. It's her it's her time. So she's like got this beautiful musical number that she earned and and that's the only reason she agreed to do this and you can tell that like unlike everyone else she's like no no I don't just get a paycheck. I get my musical number at the end. So I I'll give you a little more energy on these cuz I'm I'm happy to be here. <laughs> she's just having a a good old time bringing holiday cheer to the Wookiees when she can. And she's worried, but she knows Han will make it through. And I again, we we talked about like there's like two things that struck us. One, like we're we're looking at her and it's like mm, a little bit of wobble there. But like in general, she's very very put together and <laughs> so damn young. <laughs> Still, yeah, it's it's something to see. You got to lean on the three PO costume, which was known to tip over on its own. <laughs> yes, um, but she's kind of bracing herself on that. Yeah. But it could be the excitement. It's how you know, long it's... was her pinky fingernail in, in this scene? That's... <laughs> no, You're not really no. wrong. God, so God bless. God you know, bless. Her. May yeah. she rest in peace. Um, Perfect human being, as far as I'm concerned. But she... a role model to us all. Uh, to me, she's royalty. Uh, so <laughs> the one thing that bothered me a lot about this whole sequence is so like the conversation continues. Marlo's like, just making wookie sounds. <laughs> and like, C-3PO's trying to like helpfully translate. Like, she's expressing ec- happiness at this meeting. And Leia's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I, cool. I, I, the, the actor in the suit's doing a good enough job. I can see what emotion they're trying to convey. And uh, then just randomly, the conversation's like, hey, is there, I'm reading into this. Is there like anyone else in the house? So like a man I could talk to, like it's kind of weird because Leia's like concerned that Marla can't take care of herself. She's an eight foot tall Wookiee woman. I think she's got it, but like it's like who else is around? And then we're like, oh, Sun Don's here. It's like, oh, can you can you put him put on? Him on. <laughs> and it's weird because we had like five solid minutes of just Wookiees talking at the beginning of the yes. holiday special. So to feel like we had to switch over to basic now, a bit of an odd decision, but I'm going with it. Give some more Sandan screen time. Yeah. So Sandan comes in and, and in my opinion is lying through his teeth. I think he's an Imperial war profiteer, but he's like, Hey, it's Sandan here. Friend of the rebellion. I'm a friend of the Re- rebellion. Rebel Alliance, I'm with it. You're with it. We're all with it. Oh, you think he's a traitor. You think he's Dude, playing behind the scenes. He's like, he says like three different ways, I'm a rebel. Cool with the rebels. Even though he's talking on this secret communicator yeah. that he didn't know about. Yeah. And he doesn't like, it just seems like he's saying he's a friend of the rebellion because otherwise they'll turn the screen off. Because then Leia's like, oh, that's a relief. In another script, I'd agree with you, but there's no subtlety here. No. That was just, they forgot to edit it. They put this it in is... three times, and he just read it, and no one corrected him. Yeah, can you give us another read? Yeah, Do one yeah. more. Um, do we need to edit that? Oh, you can't hear me in the vocal track? Awesome, we just do all three then. <laughs> so that's, I, I don't know. You think he's, all right, we'll have to see what happens. That's how I feel, is him we'll just going, see like, what happens. I just feel him just going like, going like yep, yeah, friend of the rebellion, me, yeah. 
eyes shift side to side. Like, <laughs> uh, and then it's just like, well, good. Can you protect Marla? He's like, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I apparently am ridden to the rest of the special now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he will have a prominent role here coming up in the next bit, too, mm-hmm. because, uh-oh, the Imperials show up. Bum, bum, bum. Well, this is where we get the bit you said where, like, Han's like, okay, we're going to get you back there, pal. We'll figure a way out. And then they're like, we'll have to land on the north side of the planet. We got to go around. To the- I know it's going to be a walk, but, you know. <laughs> Literally half a planet away. A walk. And then there's a part that I, 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 maybe it's just that sultry song got my brain all wired up. But there's like a part where, where he's like, like, Joey, I know how important life day is to, to you. Rah, rah, rah. I feel the same way about you too, buddy. And I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a, they're really good friends, but it's also because they've been sitting in this cockpit improving other ways to say we're delayed for the last hour. Because it's always cutting back to like the same thing of like, yeah, we'll get you there. We'll, we'll, life day. It's We'll get there. Probably. So they're landing on the north side. So when we hear the bell ring and Lumpy and Itchy and Marla and Sundown are all going to the door, it's Han Solo and Chewbacca, right? No. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> Imperial Stormtroopers. Oh, scary. And they come in with the force of the full empire behind them. They're knocking shells over. They're searching the house. They're they're very, very... Actually, they're just kind of casually poking on shells. They're just kind of like kicking the rug, see if anything comes out. The officer who comes... Oh, I forgot. We've been told there's a blockade because we had an Imperial officer show up on the curved flat screen. <laughs> yes. Who's like, yes. by the way, there's a blockade here on the planet. What is it? It's not Kashyyyk. It's Kazuk. Kazuk. Here on the planet. Kazuk. And I'm like, that's a worse name. And, and Kashyyyk has three Ys in it. I'm not saying it's a winner. <laughs> so, like, they come in like, yes, we're coming around and checking all these things. But, like, he walks past them into the room, hits his mark on the floor for the camera. Hmm. Mm. Can you see that I have a scar? Makeup right there. Mm-hmm. I also have the incredibly deep and heavy eye makeup of everyone else in this special. Turn. <laughs> We're going to investigate your house. And then the temp, which is what I'm going to call that Imperial yeah. Gunner. Like, because he, he looks like, hey, Jerry, I know you're a grip. Could you could you throw the costume on real quick? If we need to, we'll dub you. Put get the get funny in there. on for a minute. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, there's uh, two, there's four Wookiees, one male, one older male, one adult female, and one child male. And the Imperial officer's like, well, who are you? I'm Sundown. I'm a tradesman. I'm, you know, doing things. That's Friend like, of the Empire. Always <laughs> have been. <laughs> see, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and he's like, it's like, well, we need to see your identification. And then there's a bit here for no reason. <laughs> it's, so it's great, though. This oh, bit is all about stalling. Mm. That's that's his new thing. It's stalling. And it's true, because the one stormtrooper is getting close to where our secret radio and is. And the whole special doesn't have enough of that. No. No. <laughs> we well, need we're to waiting for very longer. important visitors, you see. <laughs> stretch it out yeah. just a so bit. He does his best trying to distract them by... Uh, you know, oh, the classic can't find my identification. I've got it somewhere, but you know, oh, you know. always take it with me wherever I'm going. You know, always make sure I have it just for situations like these. And then the stormtrooper who's grabbing the grip 
of the pistol as well as where the blaster's clip is, holds it crooked and up. Like, he... How would you say this? Like, he's holding it like a camera. Like, it's very yeah. strange. Because it's like, he's brought, like, the back of the gun to eye level. The sights are, like, where his forehead is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he, he like... was a cameraman. Was a, an operator. Yeah. It was his first day. They don't need the best of the best list. He's not trying out for Vader's fist, okay? He's just here on Kashyyyk. It's basically vacation duty. It's true. That's true. You're in the backwater. You're you're the imperial garrison here of two stormtroopers, a temp, and an officer. So yeah. this is where you get broken in. If you survive the Wookiee planet, you can survive anywhere in the galaxy. So he points that gun right into Arcarney's face, and Arcarney's like, "Oh, oh, you mean this identification?" Cue laugh track. <laughs> and then over. he follows it up with a "Yep, used to be thin in that photo." Taken some time ago. One of those classic <laughs> uh, jokes. See the identity holder? I sell those. Did you need one? <laughs> he really does try and push it. He really, really does. If you don't like that, I got a personal groomer and a pocket aquarium back at my shop. I mean, I don't know what you're into. Uh, I would spend a whole episode just in his shop. So we just get the idea that like, okay, so now it's not just a problem of like, so Han and, and Chewie are... Maybe back on the planet, and they're going to be coming here. But, oh, no, it's dangerous now because there's Imperials. And so the Imperials are like, we got to search the whole place. And Art County is just kind of like, well, uh, you know, it's like, well, you should go. We don't need you anymore. Your identification papers check out. Now get out of here. Well, I got to stay. Why? <laughs> um, we don't know. I was install. I was setting up. I was. I And then the temp's like, what's this? That! I was doing that. I was setting that up. This combination sewing machine, toolbox, lunch pail, boombox thing. Here, take a look at it. Here, take a look at it. Classic. He folds it open, and we just see a black space in there. And then, again, because we haven't used enough of our time, shows he has no idea what this thing is, even though he just gave it as a gift. (laughs) And, like, pokes at things, makes some sounds, stomps his foot in an imaginary, non-existent pedal that it's attached to. And the officer's like, what are you doing? I'm just getting it started. Boop. Yep, there's a Jefferson Starship. I'll walk away now. And then we're treated to a couple of minutes of musical heaven. Vito, I know you really enjoyed it. So, yes. And and I, I want to be clear. Um... I, I've I've had my opinions regarding a, a lot of this special, <laughs> and in particular the these twenty minutes of this special. However, I will not complain about Starship. I will mm. not. I will not. I love Starship. I love this little music video. There are some unusual moments in this in this video. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, that's a good way to put it. The microphone has a particular appearance that is emphasized. It's suggestive. Quite a bit. It's suggestive. Yeah, it's silhouetted. Uh you you'll know it when you see it. But <laughs> a great song and a lovely little musical number. This number informs that variety show feel a little bit more so we had our weird acrobatics act we've had our weird uh harvey corman skit uh the first of them we've had 
crystal spaghetti. <laughs> and and now we're moving into like here's our musical guest. Yeah, so this is Light the Sky on Fire performed by Jefferson Starship. And I think we all could agree that this is the this feels like a normal variety show of the era. Yes, it's it's kind of costumed up with the idea that they're the hologram. The characters are appearing one at a time in this little hollow box that the Imperial officer is watching. And every once in a while, we cut back to remind you, he's looking at a hollow box, tapping his finger on the plate there, just falling along, saying this is pretty good jams. I mean, it's not lofty neck, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> um, you bring it up, didn't you? I did. Um, uh objectively decent music pleasant just just pleasant um i just can't imagine living in a time where i'm sitting in front of my home entertainment box and the sound quality coming out of it is just so bad i just can't imagine living that i mean we did it i mean not quite to this level but we all lived in front of you know tube televisions and basic stereo mono speakers like we we've experienced it Going back and thinking about that, this is what someone had to listen to on a cold night in November like on this their is TV. How you got your music? Yeah, it's just Fair. not good. And it's it's just it's it's. I think the thing is, it's fun about the music is like, and it also feels star because it's a lot about reaching for the start. It's a lot of generic kind of tropes of like you know, be the best you and 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 light the sky on fire, reach for the st- stars, go past the diamonds in the sky. Like it's just all kind of empty, open ended stuff and. <laughs> I think what's cool is it makes sense for a band, which at this time is fashioning themselves as like sci-fi. That's kind of their gimmick at the moment. They went from airship, you know, airplane to starship. Like it sort of is like, oh, I see how on paper we said we are going to book them for the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) And they showed up and they gave some effort. Also, just what else can you ask for? Some fun facts, because I looked up real quick just to get the name of the song because I forgot. Um. Vito, I think you already mentioned this mm-hmm. off air. Mm-hmm. This sequence and its song had the original working title of Cigar Shaped Object. Now, I'm presuming they're referring to a off-quoted UFO-like description of a cigar shaped object, but that microphone is also quite the cigar shaped object. Just, <laughs> just saying. Also, fun fact, did not know this. Um, uh, Marty Ballin, who is final appearance with Starship, because he would leave the band like the month after this was filmed. What a great way to go out. Fun fact. I mean, the height of it. You're in Star Wars, baby. You're in the Star Wars holiday special. You'll be immortalized right here. They'll be watching this forever, every Christmas. But you know what? To be honest, I don't think we have much to say here because it's fine. It is what it's (laughs) It's supposed to be. You know, they have some pretty interesting stuff where they're doing, like, again, the appearance, and then they have, like, the hand-drawn sort of waves of energy that are pulsing below them and dropping up, like, halos above them. And it's like, it 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 fits enough that it's yeah. fine. I mean, I don't have anything to say just because it's above criticism. It's so perfect. How could it get better? I think this is probably as good as the musical numbers will get as far as clean cut. This is music, and you... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm seeing some posture changes over there. <laughs> I would say 
you know, as we and as we near the end of this twenty minutes, it's <laughs> it's almost like near the end of it all, some events have happened that have given us something to look forward to in what's to come ahead. <laughs> yes, Maybe announcements have been made. You know, I, I feel like I feel like Jefferson Starship in the Star Wars holiday special second twenty minute block is like the promise of a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there, but we haven't reached it like yet. Like a return to normal is just on the horizon. It is possible just again. Around the corner. Oh my gosh! All right, so just wow. to wrap up where we are. Wow, wow. The Imperial wow. officer enjoys the end of the musical performance. Art Carney comes over, closes the box, and says, "God, you enjoy that? Knew you'd enjoy it." And then the Imperial officer, who's running the show, not the Tem, comes over, like, "Okay, well, you've done your thing. Now get out." Much like the Carrie Fisher scene early in here. We didn't change anything. <laughs> they showed up, said some things, and we were left in the exact same story place we were a moment ago without even exposition being added. Like, we joked that there's a point where, like, it pans out to the guard and he's, like, tapping his finger, watching this, very distracted by this 3D music video. And I'm just like, this is where you gank him. You just come up and just shove it right between his kidneys, and this is how you end him, because he's so enthralled. But we actually just made him watch this for no reason. <laughs> we made it. You watch this. <laughs> you watch this. And so the guard's like, okay, well, you can get out. Kick Sundan out to the curb. And then he kind of faces down the Wookiee family. And he's like, we're going to keep searching this place until we're satisfied. Because I just think there's something wrong here. And if you don't like it, too bad. Feels like some veiled racism. The, well, in this case, I guess it's species. Speciesist. Speciesist. Bigotry. Yeah. There's bigotry yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And he says, like, hey, hey, watch it with your son there, because my Imperial troops have been known to go sometimes crazy, just off the handle, uncontrollable. And I felt like that was a euphemism for, like, you know, you Wookiees in rage. You know rage works. We can rage, too. But our rage causes you to get shot to death with blasters. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to read too much into this, but, like... 2020? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in quarantine, you just have lots of time to analyze this deeply and profoundly. The holiday special ages <sighs> like a fine wine. And so Marla's like, okay, well, I guess you're going to be here for now. Lumpy, go put on your wireless headphones and watch your cartoons. And we get the tease of we're going about to get to a cartoon. And then we all decided to stop because that's where 20 minutes were. And we don't like ourselves. Mm. It'll just be that much better next holiday. We will be kicking off in the midst of season mm -hmm. three of Mandalorian mm -hmm. with the origin mm -hmm. of the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. So we all have to survive another year. We have to make it through at least one more year of Hellworld. If we got through this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm knocking on wood here. <laughs> if we got How through much these worse... 20 minutes. If we survive 2020 and these 20 minutes, we, we can get through 2021. I believe in us. 2021 will be the year that we get we get a nice cartoon. We get mm -hmm. B. Arthur. We do get to we be get Carrie out. Fisher. Mm -hmm. we, get, we get everything we've been waiting for. It's the finale of all that we've earned, all that we deserve. Actually, just looking at the runtime, I don't think we're going to be finale. I think that's oh, a 2022 no. thing. Oh, no, we have <laughs> two more years. So it, it's, it's me. Mac, no. But join us for the next segment. One year from now, when we come back to the Holiday Star Wars special for 2021, if, if we make it there, we'll see you there. We made it back this year. We'll make it back next year, too.
But we are excited to talk about another holiday special because now two there are. <laughs> a master and an apprentice. We have to decide which one is which. And we'll get to that right after this. In a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. It's a wrap! For Ray, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. Wow. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. My master. My master's master. Concentrate. My master's father. Impressive. My master's father's master. Emperor Palpatine. Hmm? I don't believe it. Uh, you think maybe you could put a shirt on? It's a key. What is Life Day? You might ask. Is it a holiday of friendship, of family, of connection? Well, according to Yoda, it's all three because we are here to talk about. Holiday special number two. The holiday special 2020. Guys, can you believe that we are sitting here post-2020 almost, and we have a new Star Wars holiday special to discuss. No one had that on their bingo card. (laughs) No one. And Lego, no less. And you can't hate Lego. So no matter how good or bad it is, eh, it's Lego. It's cute. They're Lego. It's it's, it's charming. It's charming. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, we've talked a lot about last year and last year's selves of us and next year's self. This is one that like, there was no universe. I ever thought there'd be another holiday special. No. This could only be more surprising if they like officially released the original holiday special. That's the only other way you could have floored (laughs) me more. I'm still waiting. (sighs) Someday. After this, I believe it's possible. Got to come with all I, the commercials, though. I believe it's possible. Well, that's the only version that's left, I'm sure. So be true. So. <laughs> Digitally remastered in THX. <laughs> so what we have here is an animated, Lego-based, brand new piece of content post The Rise of Skywalker, mm. Star Wars Holiday Special. And we open up here with the brand new... Oh, spoilers, by the way. One last time, just as an FYI. Oh, that's true. Well, we actually haven't warned them yet. Yes, we're going to talk about the whole of the Lego Star Wars Special. It's... When we release this, you should have watched it by now. Yeah, you've had a couple months. Uh, so anyway, we open up on the Lucasfilm new logo, the one that uh, is in front of the Mandalorian as well, and other Star Wars content on Disney+. But Legoed but up. <laughs> Legoed up. 
uh, including a few shots of sort of the chrome colored, uh, what I'm calling the pop variant Lego heads. Uh, <laughs> but then there's also a few just kind of traditional Lego uh, people in there. It's great. And then we open up, we have the Lego Star Wars logo, and we open up to our Yoda narration. We learn that the First Order has been destroyed. We see some First Order troopers floating through space. We learn that, uh, you know, peace has is now reigning up over the galaxy. And while our so heroes are canon, preparing think- for Life Day. So I want to talk about that. So I'm glad you bring it up. I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, I don't think it is, but I love the fact that we're, it's more of like an alternative timeline or an alternative history type of plot. Because mm. up until the point when all the craziness starts to happen, which we'll talk about in a minute, it very well could be part of canonical Star Wars content. So basically, we open up with the Yoda narration and Rey is training Finn to be a Jedi on the Millennium Falcon on Kashyyyk where Ray and Finn and all of their friends have gathered to celebrate Life Day. That is the general premise of the story we'll be talking about. And so here we have Finn training with Ray's yellow saber with yeah. the training remote on the Millennium Falcon. And it's not going so well. Well, he's going to put the blast shield down. The Porgs are distracting him. <laughs> Quality pork content early within the first two minutes. That's how I knew we were in for something special when there was a pork joke early on. I mean, they won me over right off the bat. Anyone else feel that way? <laughs> Always happy to see porgs. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. So we enter into a, again, sitcom adjacent yeah. kind of like, oh, we're all just chilling out. You know, we're hanging out in the waiting for life day. And then the the comic relief starts, right? The whole mm-hmm. gang gets together. Uh, everybody's <laughs> popping in and out. You got uh, you got Poe uh, in a sweater, a, a beautiful holiday sweater. Yes, with BB-8 um, emblazoned on the front. It's yeah. amazing. You've got you've got Rose, who has a greater role in this special than <laughs> than in, in the film. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. So Ray is a little frustrated yeah. um, that things are not going particularly well with training. Yeah. And so as one does, uh, she throws the Jedi text on the ground or something to that effect. And they happen to open to the right page. <laughs> that... Yeah, basically. So yeah. she's training with Finn. Finn is frustrated because he's not getting it. Ray is frustrated because she can't figure out why she is failing him. She's putting all the blame on herself. And she's totally ignoring all the signals from him. Basically, he's telling her what he needs and she's not able to give it to him because she's so focused on the technical details of it all. So, you know, Ray doing what she normally does says, I need to run away. It's just it's if I'm here, everything's terrible. I need to be away. Yeah. So Poe is trying to get people pumped up about the party. Trying to get festive. (laughs) All right. Here it comes. Here, here I come. Ready? Bring it, bring it, bring Whoosh. It. I, I've just taken off this sweater to reveal a more festive sweater underneath. So <laughs> Ray's ignoring the fact that it's life day. And here is my first issue in my, in my long laundry list. My first issue with the, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Ray's story is not a life day story. It is not a holiday story at all. Well, to be fair, the uh, MacGuffin of the plot can only happen on Life Day, according to the Jedi text right. that she is about to read. 
So anyhow, how convenient. She knocks it on the ground. She finds the tag. Well, it, hold on. She <laughs> concentrates. She closes her eyes and the force vibrates the book off the shelf for her. Open she, to the correct page about well, life day. Because she's asking, what do I need to train Finn? What am I what am I missing? She runs and she shows the others. And the book says on life day, a Jedi temple on Kordoku can show a Jedi their future. So she believes that she can see how to train Finn by going to this temple and viewing their future. She can find out how she is messing up. And of course, no one wants Ray to leave, right? Everyone it's life day. It's life day. Everybody wants to celebrate. But BB-8 goes with her and Poe is very emotional. He's very hurt by this. How could BB-8 leave him? He's, he's on his sweater. He's trying so hard to plan this thing. Do you know how many weeks of planning? Ever since the fall of the First Order, he's been working on this. Well, there's only one thing Poe can do, and that's throw the greatest party in the history of the galaxy. An aside. Okay. Nothing thrills me more <laughs> than holiday entertaining. All right. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. And this year, no holiday entertaining. That's I know. Place. I feel that. And you know what? I like to believe that Poe, like me, mm -hmm. follows the ways of the ancient Vegalore <laughs> and would not even eat the tip yip that he would masterfully, I should add, prepare <laughs> for the entire crowd. And he'd be very excited. He's not going to eat it. He doesn't eat that. He doesn't eat meat. Nope. He doesn't I do it. I, I, this I is the way. <laughs> oh boy. I, I like to believe That's that. Good. But you know what? It was perfect. And everybody was happy. He was entertaining. And now all of a sudden, it can't happen. He cries. Poe cries he, quite a bit. No, no. He got something in his eye. Right. It's pollen. Yeah. Well, I got something in my eye this holiday, too. <laughs> I, uh, I also just want to mention, I have an aside here. Uh, Dio is very sad to see them leave, which is the first time in a year I remember that Dio is a thing. Dio did not turn out to be the other BB-8 they were hoping for. Well, that's because he got overshadowed by Baba Freak. Baba that's Freak's pretty happened. amazing. Mm, Baba Freak's that's what amazing. happened. I feel a little bit bad. J.J. Abrams made a you know, cute little droid, and the mm -hmm, cute little droid has, mm -hmm. like, like, you know, feelings. Like, doesn't mm -hmm. want to be touched. Like, I think that's something everyone can relate to, especially in 2020. Yep, yep. Um, but, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Dio's a thing, huh? And here he is having... He'll have a great heroic moment a little later so we'll get to come back to him mm -hmm. when he saves the day uh but for now ray is running outside as pose having his little mental breakdown inside hops into her x-wing completely ignoring finn and flies off to kordoku uh almost crashing into the jedi temple in the process oops but it's nice. It's a beautiful little temple. It's, you know, it's like a rocky terrain of giant rock tower. It's got snow to give you that winter aesthetic. And mm -hmm. then it's got sort of these purple and green northern light style, uh, beautiful lights in the sky. So it really is a, a, a nice little setting the mood uh, for the tiny bit of holiday cheer we're going to get here. Yeah, it's kind of a small echo of what we saw as the one on Actu. Like it's got the big seal on the floor and everything like mm -hmm. that, but it's the winteriness of it does make it feel appropriate <laughs> to a, a holiday. Absolutely. So Ray BB eight, they enter the temple and they see the giant, uh, you know, Jedi symbol insignia on the wall and she clears the snow away and she reveals a giant jagged grouping of green crystal mm -hmm. that she force pulls down 
and she's examining it. She's trying to figure out this must be what she hears is here for. And as she's twisting it and playing with it and uh, bopping it, pulling it, doing all the different things, it opens up a portal into space and time itself. A portal into fan service. A world that might be between <laughs> worlds, if you will. Uh, kind of surprised sure they didn't actually like. just use that imagery, since it's already established in Star Wars as the time travel pathways. Yeah. I just want to say that until this moment, even when she opens the portal for the first time, all I was thinking was like, this is more serious than I expected. There's like a story they are trying to tell right now. Like, it's not as jokey as I thought. Like, a lot of the humor is coming from a real place. I mean, sure, it's silly that the Porgs are there distracting Finn, but like, they are there distracting Finn. Like, this felt like a Marvel movie level of comedy that's mm -hmm. still cohesively moving towards a story. And I was just like, very, I think I texted you when I was watching. I'm like, this isn't as jokey as I thought. And you're just like, give it a minute. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> give it some time. So as Ray and BB-8, uh, this portal that has just appeared, they fall through and they fall into a swamp on Dagobah. Here we are ending up in the Empire Strikes Back. And from across the way, Ray realizes that that's Master Luke and that's Master Yoda. Somehow she knows who that is. And he's in the texts. <laughs> so she has she's trying to learn. Wow, a master and apprentice. I can find out everything I need to learn about Finn here. And she sees them practicing some balancing. She sees them uh, attempting to get the X-Wing out of the swamp. But before she could observe too much, unfortunately... BB-8's almost eaten by a swamp monster. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> they make it out okay. Yes. And Falling they, into another portal. Yeah, into they another make it part. back to the temple, and she's just totally blown away. This is everything she needs to learn. This is basically it. So this is going to be our general structure for the next about 10 minutes or so <laughs> here of the plot, is just her falling through different portals into different moments of the Star Wars universe, right? So let's talk about that before we get into kind of that, The as Vito put it, as she falls into fan service. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else anybody wants to say before we start to talk about these? Yeah, Hit there me. is. So Hit me, Vito. There's so much to appreciate in these moments. Um, you know, again, we, we think about the, the previous holiday special and one of our, our chief complaints was, where's the plot here? Where's the plot here? <laughs> Admittedly, this cycling through of epic Star Wars moments, TM, mm -hmm. there is gold in here. It serves no real purpose <laughs> other than to to highlight some real gold. Mm -hmm. um, I I knew that I was going to be in for a good time when I see, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon at a table and Obi-Wan says, who cares about trade disputes? <laughs> this is so boring. And I, you know, I, I scream. Uh, That's canon. That's canon. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. And then it, they like, like ignite the lightsaber. It was like, oh, it's got guests are like, yeah. This is great. We're finally doing stuff. Finally, something happened. And that's the, actually the very next one we move into. That is the next portal. So we get to see some episode one, Obi-Wan and Gwygon. Um, 
And it's great because, yeah, it's a fantastic joke. And then I love it jumps. The very next one is episode three, Anakin and Obi-Wan. And they're just riding in an elevator, Ray's on top of it. And, of course, you get the classic hello there. They're both behind her. It's just a quick little moment. But we get to see Coruscant. We we do. We get to see Coruscant. And how great is that? No episode two. We don't we don't really get any episode two. We get a little bit of Clone Wars. We'll come back to, but but no episode two references is the only uh, the only one I think we we skipped out on. But we'll talk about it as we go. So we get through our little prequel love, and then we end up in the Death Star trench run. She ends up in the cockpit of Luke's X Wing, which is (laughs) which is when we've again across the like up to this point like. She's continually getting more involved in the scenes. Like the Dagobah scene, like they in theory didn't see her. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the time you get the Obi-Wan thing, like it's like, hello there. And that, that, that's it. And we're out. Here's where we just go. Yeah. Just in case you thought at any level, this is supposed to be taken even minutely serious. They're in the cockpit. They're all moving around. Like Luke's like, I can't get to my targeting computer with you guys in the way. <laughs> And, like, as they're doing this, Darth Vader's blasting R2 to, into a fiery burr. Like, and they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then she ends up helping him, like, fire the thing. It goes off. And it's great because Hansel is there, like, yeah, kid, you're all clear. And they fire the shot. And it all works out. And he's like, oh, wow, thanks, saying it to Ray. And then Hans, they're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Some animators got to make the trench run in Lego. That's How true. How fun is that? It looks great. And so we end up back at the temple. <laughs> yeah. And there's this great moment where Ray's like, oh, we're back. That's good. That was awesome. She's so stoked. She's we so We were with Master, Master Skywalker when he blew up the Death Star. No, we helped him blow up the Death Star. Like, she does not get the moral lesson so far, which yeah. is... Don't screw with time travel. Don't do don't do that. She hasn't gotten to the chapter in the Jedi text about the butterfly effect yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's still waiting <laughs> for that chapter. Okay. Um, it's not gonna go well. Spoilers. All right. So back on the Falcon, mm-hmm. the party is really coming together, but Finn is, you know, missing Ray. It's it's not life day without her. Um, he spent so much of his time trying to get back to her. Her not here. It's just heartbreaking, right? Uh, now, Poe is busy roasting some tippy up, up on the exhaust of the Falcon. Because, you know, that's what you do. It'll go faster. No, no, I just want to mention, this makes sense. Okay, over at Ronto's Roasters, down yeah. on Batuu, uh-huh, at Galaxy's uh-huh. Edge, when you buy yourself actual tip yep, which is, as we all know, Andorian chicken. <laughs> fried Andorian chicken. Yeah. They're from Endor, I guess. That's usually made, like many other meat products, on a pod racer engine. <laughs> so I'm just saying, th- this mixture makes sense. I love how there's a moment a little bit before this where Rose goes to Poe. He's getting all suited up. He's got like his utensils in his chef's hat. And he's like, have you ever made tip yet before? No, I have not. And he's so positive and confident about how he's going to make the best tip yet in the galaxy. <laughs> never made it before i think this leads to Vito's theory here which is that's because he would not make that for himself he's making it for his friends because he cares that much oh my gosh i love it i love it i love pose lines are my favorite part about all of this for sure my one note here is poe dameron is a joy <laughs> and he sure is he's one of only two characters in christmas attire we'll talk about that more in a minute now back at the temple on cordoku 
BB-8 wants to leave, but Ray insists on just one more trip. Just one more teensy little trip. I'll bet hilarity's about to ensue. It can only end well. So here we we get transported to the Death Star 2, and we get a an amazing little bit of a robot chickening here where Palps yeah. and Vader are just talking about how, uh, you know, the Death Star 2, it's a little derivative. Maybe Starkiller Base would be better. No, that's a stupid name. <laughs> no one would ever call anything cool that. Uh, and you can just tell that no matter what, no matter what, whatever they've been through, Vader is trying to win the affection of his best friend, Sheev. And so he presents to him a thoughtful, beautiful Christmas gift. It's Life Day. I thought you might like this. Even Vader gets into Life Day. So what is it, Vito? What do we see? <sighs> All right. I've had oh. my first rant. Say, open that wound. And now it's time for another one. Hit me. Since we last spoke, <laughs> it's been a rough, rough year for Palpatine, okay? It has been a rough year. Uh, All right? <laughs> yep. Remember when they made that movie? Oh, spoiler alert, folks. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you haven't seen it yet. Uh, anyway, they made that movie. <laughs> That yeah. that last one, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, he's back. By I heard the about way. that in Fortnite. Yeah, he's back. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, you remember the emperor? He's back now. Uh-huh. Here the we dead go. Speak, as they say, the dead speak exclamation point. <laughs> but so that was unfortunate for me as a as a a true Palpatine fan. Um, yeah. It was unfortunate, and I wept. For the Palpatine that I knew and loved. Yeah. And I had to weep again this holiday special. <laughs> Went a little, little over the top, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think? He's, oh, he's very hammy. He's, he's the boss. I got him a mug. Okay. First of all, it's a fine mug. There's a little Galaxy's Edge joke in there that even I got as somebody who has not been. Um, <laughs> even I got that. It was cute. The gift shops and huh. Yeah. But you know what? The Emperor... The Emperor, the most evil Sith in history, in the galaxy. To be like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I wept. It's been a rough year for Palpatine. You know, they turned Poe into a goofball. Sure, sure. Poe's always had a little bit of goofball in him. You know who hasn't? I can't think of anything more serious, (laughs) okay, than Palpatine. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. But... But really, it was uh, it, it, a, a bit much. Again, uh, 2020, rough year for it, all of us, rougher it, year for Palpatine. It's a, yeah. it's a bit much, but it's what I was expecting. It's what I went into the holiday special expecting, and now here oh. we are, 20 minutes in, finally getting it. Well, this is the third time that Palpatine's sort of been condemned to this. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is like, so you have Robot Chicken, which kind of started this. And Robot Chicken is coming, it's Seth Green. It's coming from it's, a real place of love. Yes. He's hamming it up in a way that he thinks is the correct way to ham it up, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that favorite, I love that bit where it's just like, like what? What the heck's Aluminum Falcon? What do you mean you blew up the Death Star? Like, funny. Mm-hmm. Family Guy, when it made its own Star Wars special, took the same ingredient and did it. Then we had a second robot chicken special, same ingredient, getting weirder because we have Palpatine like falling down a shaft, remembering of like, you know, this isn't how I saw my life going. 
<laughs> and he like flashes back, which we'll get back to that. And last but not least, I was talking to a colleague today who was telling me that apparently the Freemaker Adventures and other Lego, like uh-huh. ex- Palpatine already sort of had this stoogic thing with like, like I'm the megalomaniac and this is my friend. I am Vader and I feel real sad about helping you out, but boy, howdy am I going to. Like he, this buffoonish relationship of them is already apparently in the uh. Lego Star Wars universe. It doesn't really justify it. But I'm just pointing out that, like, if you're a younger fan, a youngling, this is yeah. probably, unfortunately, how you're starting to process the Emperor as yeah. this. I mean, I mean, be honest. Look, look at us in history. Yeah. We did the same thing to Hitler, the most evil guy. What mm. do we do? Start making him into a joke. Why? Mm. Because we feel uncomfortable. And admittedly, when you think about when this is happening in Death Star 2, like, it's actually, like, the darkest he ever gets as far as, like, this dismantling of this young man he's trying to corrupt. Mm-hmm. And his, like, explanation of everything you think has happened has gone as I have foreseen. You got those plans because I gave them to you. Your fleet's coming here so I can decisively destroy them. Your friends on the moon, I'm going to kill all of them because my best troops are there. And unless there's a teddy bear picnic, I win. <laughs> Spoiler alert. so that's palpatine baby um he is a real treat here and when ray and bb8 realize who they've stumbled across they hightail it back through the portal but not before palpatine and vader realize the portal is there and palpatine basically says hey do it whatever's on the other side (laughs) go get it for me and throws the world's best uh mug uh boss after him too so just a, a great moment here of basically Palpatine saying, hey, whatever caused this, I want it. It's power. Bring it to me. And of course, Vader ends up back at the temple drawing his lightsaber on Rey. Hilarity ensues. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it does. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny you mention it because next we head back to Poe. And that's nothing if not hilarity. Right. So the Wookiee family arrives, interrupting Poe's dancing. And uh, I didn't write it down, but I think this is also the moment when uh, one of the Wookiees tries to eat a porg hole. I think like alive. Just puts the whole thing in his mouth and then spits it right back up. Why are Wookiees always trying to eat porgs? They're delicious. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm becoming very anti-Wookiee because of this. I think my biggest thing is I don't think it tastes like chicken because we know Tippyip would. So mm. it must be something even more exotic. I just see that like diagram from the old Roadrunner cartoons when they tell you every flavor is found in this bird. <laughs> the porgs are that magical. They, they only like come from like one creation. planet. I mean, yeah. do they have bones? I don't even know. They've got to have bones. What if it's right? a boneless chicken right out of the womb? Like it just comes out of the egg. It's already boneless. Oh, it's just a it's, nugget. It's just like held up by like <laughs> water filled tubes. Pre-made <laughs> nugget. Oh my God. All right. I, wait, wait, as we got Ross to go like, that sounds kind of delicious. Wait, what am I saying? Uh, we need to get this cross section. I need to wait for Beyond Porg to be perfected. <laughs> Beyond <laughs> Porg? I would eat that. Impossible if I got to Batu and they Impossible had Impossible Porg meat, I would be all about it. Okay, so that's that's the last little bit of Porg we're going to get, unfortunately. Mm. And now we are back to the stuff everybody wants to see. The Ray versus Vader showdown. The thing everybody's been waiting for. The one thing Canon wouldn't give us. <laughs> Canon was too there scared. There will be more, I promise. So uh, as they're fighting, a portal opens and they all go through it, arriving on Hoth. Now, 
Current Vader arrives with his snowtroopers interrupting their fight. And we get a great little scene about the snowtroopers not knowing who to follow because there are two Vaders there. And I do enjoy this joke because Vader's like, no, I'm not you. You're me. No, me. I'm you. And like the whole duplicate joke. Yeah. But I love it's like after they it's like after they fight a little bit, they're like, you are me. They breathe. They both hear the other one breathing. And that's what clicks for them. That's what makes. And then they're just on the same team. It's, it's a very much like, did we just become best friends moment? Yes, that's exactly what happens. And Ray gets chased down and her and Vader and 3PO uh, make it out of the portal, make it off Hoth. And the current timeline Vader gets right back to what he was doing. Yeah. Doesn't like it. Uh, distractions phase him. You meet yourself every once in a while. It's a thing. Vito, are you loving the holiday special so far? I'm fine with the holiday special so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as they fall through the next portal, they arrive on Mustafar and they go over, uh, you know, they're fighting on the lava uh, reconnaissance droids. You know, they're on top fighting and they see Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting. There's, of course, a high ground joke. Of course. Of course. And as they're going over the lava fall, they make their way through another portal and briefly fall through Navarro. Through the plot of Chapter Eight of the Mandalorian, and there is th the joke that I think is the most pertinent, which is the everything stops as they see the child, and they all go, "Oh, so cute!" <laughs> and then they keep falling, and then everyone gets back to blasting each other on Navarro. The little musical cue there was perfect. It, everything about that little chunk was beautiful. It is. It's it's just fun to see the addition of all of these things in Lego. Yeah. Like every single character used to, how is the transition to the Lego world going to affect them? And it's fun to watch. And I will say, based on what you said, like the musical cue through this entire special is really on point. Like whoever's doing the beds of music is doing a good job of like, even when a song like plays orchestrally, it might still filter through the, um, the soundtrack in like other tones and stuff. Like they really did a good job of, of letting the music breathe and hit its notes very well. Absolutely. It's animated. Star Wars has an interesting connection to the music of Star Wars because it plays on some of the biggest themes without being an exact copy. It still has some uniqueness to it, which yeah. does give you those feels. And that's what you want in a holiday special is you want that ambiance, the reminisce to be able to reminisce about Star Wars. You already know and love. Mm -hmm. uh, so we fall through the portal through Navarro and we end up on top of pod racing. Are you kidding me? Lightsaber fights on top of a pod race. I see your Greg Poops calling that race mm -hmm. again. You like that? Yeah. That, I mean, how could that not be the best part? Lightsaber fighting on top of pod racing. Seems Just stop here for a minute. Let that sink in. Seems unrealistic. Greg Poops. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's not trash it. <laughs> no, I, I f again, fun little moments. Thick, thick. The the fan service is laid on so yeah. thick. Yeah. That's very much what this is. It's not a variety show. It's a reference show. It's a callback show. I remember. I remember. Okay, we get a great little moment with a couple of uh, trooper bikes here. Um, you know, uh, clone troopers. This okay. could be our episode two. This could be our episode two reference. Mm. I, I, cause it, I really did enjoy the joke of like, man, I was just thinking that it's like, we're the same person. <laughs> like, yeah, 
that's a good clone joke. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. It is. I mean, there are some good moments here with that. Jinx. Uh, they fall through to Exegol. And then after this, this is where we kind of get like the the hodgepodge of more jumps to more places, but we're not seeing it. Just sight All gags. we're seeing is characters fall through these portals. You got snow troopers and you got different characters you recognize and you got a pod racer and you got starships and all of these things end up dumping out on Tatooine in front of farm boy Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we kind of get back to the plot here with Binary Sunset playing as Luke looks over the thing and just sees this vomit of fan service. <laughs> and we cut over after, you know, we see Luke drinking his blue milk and we cut over and we see all three prequel Obi-Wans wake up and all say hello Love there that. to each other at the same time, <laughs> which Love was that. great. Love but there that. should have been the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan there, too. Yeah. Uh, I love one of my favorites. Greedo is surprised because there are two solos. Solos? And he doesn't know what to do. It's really, really good. And you see that they kind of form up a battle lines. The bad guys go to one side. The good guys go to uh-huh. another. And it's like right off that line of like solos. It's like, do you want to shoot first? After you. And then they both shoot Greedo first. And that starts the entire conflict off too which i absolutely love it's all about han (laughs) it's fun to take a moment here too to think about like oh yeah it's a lego special (laughs) well because you see like you see the like did you keep your lego in a big bin as a child because i certainly did yeah yeah and you just dump them out and that's what happened at the start he's just pouring them out onto the table yeah you'd line everybody up on the base plate and that's kind of what happened here let's fight pew 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 and they do and it's epic it was a a brutal battle so many died and history was changed forever future han ceased to exist when young han died it was awful which thankfully reminds us this is Lego and not canon. Uh, if only, wouldn't that be great if it turned into like a, all of a sudden just the entire history of Star Wars has changed? And that's just where we were? It, it already happened. Ah. Did you watch Rebels? I'm just oh, saying, we've already, we've already put time travel into Star we Wars. We have. Like no, official like. We have, uh, and one day we'll talk about it. Probably so, not in a holiday special. So Vader and Ray are fighting, and yeah. this to me was one of the most, I don't know why, it just caught me at the right angle, genuine joke, where like farm boy Luke comes up, he's like, what's going on? on? And Ray just goes, oh, Master Skywalker. And then Vader's like, like my son. I mean, the binary oh, sons are so hot. Uh. <laughs> And he just like lunches over, defeated, and then they, they they both chase after him, and then he's just like like private farm, private farm, no trespassing. As he runs away, I don't know why that little sequence just really hit me real it, hard in it, just the right way. And that's what this special does is it gives a little bit to you, uh, right when you need it, <laughs> right when you need it. And Ray Vader, the key, uh, and farm boy Luke all go tumbling back to the temple on Cordoku where Vader is able to grab the crystal and the world's best galaxy emperor mug and uh, escapes back to the Death Star 2. Yes. Thus completing the second act of this beautiful masterpiece. Happy holidays. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a holiday special, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Luke and Vader are connecting here. And much like the Fast and the Furious series, it's all about family. Wow. 
<laughs> wow. Did I break you there? Uh, there's a lot here that feels like it's going to break me. Okay. So we're two thirds, we're two thirds of the way through our holiday special. We have not seen a whole lot of holidayness happening, but well, we back on the millennium Falcon with life day is our sort of tip of the cap. That's what we're trying yeah. to pretend why this is the holiday special. Yeah. And we will get a little more Falcon goodness as we go. But there's still a little bit more we've got to uh, get through here of the plot before we get back there. Mm-hmm. So, you ready to go into the end of it here? Anybody have anything else they want to add? This is where the fun begins. Ready. All right. Let's dive in. So, in the last third here, Palps uses the key to travel to the future, 30 years to be exact, to see how his reign has unfolded. And there he meets uh, in the Last Jedi, well, post-Last Jedi pre the Rise of Skywalker time frame, a uh, it's buff another moment. Kylo Ren. It's another moment of Star Wars we haven't seen. This is like sometime after he's declared himself Supreme Leader. Yep. Uh, and he's pretty stoked about it. Yep. Hux comes in, gets real fascinated by his uh, bare chest. Yeah, Hux gets really into it. It's uh, making some I have a, dreams come true. I have an incredibly good friend who's very into the kylo hux kind of fiction yeah and i'm like this is this is for them yeah they wrote this part for that person the holiday special has everything for you it's it's (laughs) it's not crystal spaghetti but it's also kind of like a are we are we going there okay we're going there fine so bravo palps and vader are watching all of this from a closet and after hux leave uh kylo pulls them out of the closet realizes who uh, his grandfather is standing there in front of him and shows him all of his cool fan art, (laughs) which I thought was a great moment. All of his Darth Vader drawings that he has really, really liked that a lot. Uh, Just wish it could have been Adam Driver's voice delivering that. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of the original actors in this. And I mean, I understand why it's, it's a cartoon that was probably put together pretty quick. I mean, as far as the recording and stuff Yeah, goes. there's only a couple, Anthony Daniels and Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it is not completely original voice actors here, but still some really, really great stuff. Yeah. And uh, even though Vader is the one who has the fan art, Palpatine is devastated to learn that he is no longer Emperor. He is not Supreme Leader. He is nothing. He is uh, dead, as far as Kylo explains to him. Yeah, Kylo Ren says, like, yeah, no, granddad throws you down a reactor shaft, and there's no coming back from that. <laughs> there's no coming back from that. Uh, Which, for the record, yeah. may be my favorite joke, because I love the idea of, like, yeah, no one but the creative staff behind Rise of Skywalker said, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no one. I can't. I don't have the energy to comment on that right now. <laughs> So, meanwhile, back at the temple, Luke is still chugging away at his little carton of blue milk. And he does help fix BB-8 because Rey is struggling. She's not able to get him back together. But Luke is uh, adept at fixing things and is able to stick them back together real quick. And then there's this great moment where Luke is just chasing him around like he's a puppy. <laughs> Never seen a droid like this before. <laughs> just Come here, you little. BB-8 around. You scamp. Oh, boy. And then we go back to Kylo showing Palpatine his awesome saber and Palpatine repairs his helmet for him. I don't know why they didn't get the monkey to repair his helmet. Second favorite joke of, again, catharsis. Reformed mask. Vader. Oh, that's original. (laughs) Really enjoyed that. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, Vader has some good lines here. Um, well, because at this point, Palpatine's like, I, I want this kid as my apprentice. He doesn't seem like a person to throw me down a reactor shaft like you. <laughs> and then you've got the great little cutaway of like the, yeah. the two lego pieces of snoke kind of moving across one another just <laughs> a apart, beautiful yeah. visual you'd never betray me throwing a reactor ship not down a reactor shaft <laughs> again this the special shines when it is at its most lego yes, when they when sure. they pop their little hair pieces off oh, you know I stuff know like that it. yeah when ray like falls mm-hmm. into water and then she takes her hair off throws it a few times to get the water out the puts yeah. it back on oh I, yeah i appreciate those little reminders because it's like it's it's a kind of sight gag that wouldn't work in any other context like oh this is this is a lego special in case you forgot here yep. you go yep and this is where palpatine takes kylo back with him to the past to rewrite their history he found his new apprentice now, Ray is talking to the spirit of Master Yoda, who's who's basically given his episode eight speech about failure. Before you do that, though, oh. there is something important you miss because it's my favorite part of the whole special. Wow. I'm sorry. So before that happens there, this is the moment where the Wookiee attempts to eat the pork hole. OK, that's where that happens. This is also the scene where you hear McClunky. Max Rebo shows up. Oh, and the best oh, joke oh, yeah. of yes. the entire holiday special. Agreed. Poe is like, I thought it was supposed to be the Max Rebo 6. And Max Rebo just looks at him and makes a little sound. And he goes, oh, my condolences. <laughs> and that is my favorite joke in the whole thing. That is pretty good. My favorite that is, joke. That is pretty because good. Because not only do we get Max Rebo meeting Poe and a great Max Poe team up moment. <laughs> Oh, it gives us some insight into uh, you know a potential future for the Max Rebo. Band. I just I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. it. Is my favorite part. And then Lando and Maz show up. Uh, Akbar has a great joke about giving it's Lando a, a rap. It's great because it's, it's like, oh look, a present. I hope this is a cape. Let it be a cape. Let it be a cape. <laughs> I've speed oh, I'm so sorry, much. you were throwing that to me. It's a rap. Ah, I can't do a good impression. That's okay. It's a wrap. <laughs> that was better. That was better. I like that. Then we get Finn singing in Huddies. Here is your musical number, Mr. Vito. I had been waiting for it for some time. I honestly thought we weren't going to get it. But here we are. The original Huddies. Oh, my God. And the worst part is I don't think it's gibberish. I think someone wrote those lyrical like sounds because it really reminded me of Chicken in the Pot from uh, Solo. <laughs> it does have that vibe. It has that kind of oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get there yet this year. You oh, haven't watched Solo? I haven't done, uh, you know, I haven't yet. Well, That's, let me tell it's you. It's still on the list. There's I've a smooth jazz number else going on. waiting for you. Yeah, there. you're going to love it. Listen. You're going to love it. And again, uh, I want to take another brief moment. To pay my respects to Loftinac, the greatest song in Star Wars history. <laughs> While we're on the the Max Rebo topic here, we I were, appreciate that we were robbed. Their original musical number before Jedi Rocks just sort of just like shouted over it. Yeah, yeah, we were robbed. Mm. I mean, my heart has a place time. for both, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, Vader is being ignored uh, and is getting quite jealous. So he leaves to go get Skywalker on the forest moon of Endor. 
And then I love Kylo Ren's like, what did you just do? You just made him go do the exact series of events that will cause you to end up in that reactor shaft. <laughs> yeah, but I have you this time. I'm confident. This time things will work out differently. Now, this is where Ray's vision with Yoda comes in. And you're absolutely right. It's very much repeating that episode eight lesson of failure is something that teachers have to overcome. Not every teacher will be perfect. They will fail, but you have to be able to get past that and move on mm -hmm. and try again. Are failure we, is not the end. Are we about to learn a lesson from this holiday special? We're going to try. Well, more now, repeating a lesson that a lot of Star uh, Wars fans failed to learn the first time. But uh, failure, oh, never mind. To be fair. Now, I will say, this is where I am okay with it being called a holiday special. Because at this point, we make at least one nod to the original holiday time travel story. We talk about... Yoda gets to be the ghost of Christmas present <laughs> and take Rey to where all her friends are right now on Christmas... Wookie Life Day. <laughs> That's right. And Ray realizes that she's been ignoring Finn as a person, and she needs to make that personal connection. She realizes, and through Yoda showing her, that all past masters and their Padawans were friends. That's what made them successful. They were more than just teacher and student. It's all about their connection. And then I was like, isn't attachments something you got to be warning? For? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. La 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 la. You didn't hear that. Nope. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I want to address that because attachment in Star Wars is something that's interesting because attachment to Vader is what makes Luke successful, right? When Yoda and Obi Wan failed. So I think we've already talked about this at nauseum in the past, but the Jedi are not always correct. In their teachings. Failure is the history of the Jedi Order, according to Master Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that is very, very true. Uh, okay, so Ray pulls all the crystals off the wall and uses them to travel to stop the Emperor. So this brings us to our final scene aboard the Death Star 2, where we have this moment of so Palpatine is telling Kylo to throw Luke and Vader down the reactor shaft when they get here. And Vader walks in and is like, what? <laughs> what? No, no, no. Yeah. I, just, I love it. He's just like, I thought I was supposed to. What? <laughs> so we have a moment. We have Rey and Kylo fighting. And then Vader and Luke join the fight. So we've got. <laughs> oh, there's one other thing I want oh, to add please, in here. Oh, please, yeah. Um, so. I wrote down that actually, I think the moment where Ray is connecting with all of her friends and seeing what they're doing, but then still doubting herself and then getting over it actually has pathos. Like I was surprised how again, seriously, I thought they took that. Yeah. And then that's cut. Like when they come back to the episode two, it's, it's like, yes, you'll be my apprentice and I'll be emperor. And then he pulls out his lightsaber laser pointer and shows the org chart. And he's like, as you can see, Supreme leader is of course below emperor, below <laughs> emperor. And I'm like, it's so stupid. <laughs> So mind-bogglingly stupid. Yep. But then again, to see an org chart in Star Wars just did make me go, this is, I'm into this. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's all it takes for me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's the little things, right? And I like Ray, like, comes up to Luke and, like, episode six Luke and is like, listen, we need to, he's like, fight everyone in black cloaks. I got this. <laughs> 
keep it nice and simple. And the battle ensues, and uh, Ray is able to get Kylo back into his own timeline. And then just as Palpatine is about to defeat her, get the crystal away, her and Luke basically uh, let go. And Palpatine pulls the crystal kind of into himself, uh, allowing Vader to throw him down the reactor shaft while getting electrocuted, showing Vader in his holiday formal wear, his bright red Death Star seams sweater. Which one of the only other Emperor jokes? Because at this point, the Emperor's full tilt <laughs> robot chicken nonsense. The one joke I did like is the fact of like, wait a minute, can I ask you a question about the sweater? <laughs> and as he's falling, realizes how mean he was to Vader and everyone else, and realizes the errors of his ways his in a true holiday special. Yes, we have the Grinch, we have Scrooge, we have the, the like, I'm going to make everything different and change my life. They did it all in one night. Like, it's, dear God. Chevy Palpatine's gonna change. The fact that they didn't leave this open for a sequel. How could we not? I mean, I'm expecting holiday special too next year. <sighs> so uh, after this, Ray returns Luke and the crystal safely. Ray arrives back at the booming party and Ray offers Finn her saver to cut the tip yip, giving them each the confidence they need in each other. And Finn cuts the whole table in half. So, you know, he, he still got them some things to work on. And it ends with a big montage of everyone playing in the snow on Kashyyyk. You got some Porgs, you got some droids, you got a little bit of everybody enjoying the winter festivities on Life Day on Kashyyyk. And Yoda sort of closes it and is in a jaunty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, a tiny suit. <laughs> so uh, precious. Yes, aping some holiday specials of the past from our world. He ends with a time of joy, of friendship. A family. All of this life day is. And a happy one. I wish you. Wow. God, God bless us, everyone. Wow, guys. I feel moved by this holiday special. I feel cheerful I... and joyous. All right. So. Wow. I just want to say. Final thoughts. The one thing that made me sad was it didn't close with a song that ends with the Wookiees in robes traveling out to the cosmos, which, as we all know, holding the glitter ball and going to the cosmos is what Life Day is all about. It's how you properly end a Life Day, as we'll talk about in a year or two, however long it takes us to get to that scene. But I also want to say, Ray has her yellow lights over the entire time, and it brings me joy. She does, and it is a lot of fun. Just cementing that this is post The Rise of Skywalker content. The first post the rise of skywalker content that we get in star wars i'm just gonna say it again who thought we would be here no. talking about a new holiday special at the end of 2020 it shouldn't exist all things considered i guess i shouldn't be so bitter about not having enough sweaters and lights and musical numbers i can get those from uh, mariah carey's magical christmas special instead she amps it enough yeah. that it almost could bleed over and yeah. still cover this one. Yeah. It does feel a little lacking. I believe that we also could have made it a little more holiday-y. But all things considered, I had fun with it. It's a fun 45 minutes for the for the entire family. You know, no young kids. Uh, other than I will point out, if you have young kids who have not seen 
Star Wars, uh, there will be a heck of a lot of spoilers for them. So just keep that in mind. This is definitely meant to be watched after you've completed all nine episodes, for sure. Which is weird, because isn't the Lego stuff the most introductory out of everything? Well, just remember, this is an important thing we need to understand, is kids, things fly over their heads. Yeah. So when they see something they don't understand, they go, oh, and they just move on to the next thing. I knew Darth Vader was Luke's dad long before I saw Empire Strikes Back, and it didn't make that scene, like, terrible to me. Like, it was still, whoa, this is crazy. He's telling you he's your dad. I mean, I knew that because I've seen Star Wars Return of the Jedi at least a million times already before I've seen this movie once. But, so that's what I'm talking about. Isn't it weird that a thing that is so geared towards the youngest fans is so spoiler-filled with things from the universe? I would argue that it's meant to be for the family. So the kids are latching on to like the Clone Wars parts and Finn and Ray. And it's the parents are going like, is that an org chart for the Empire? That's stupid. That joke's not for the kids is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I gotcha. Well, everyone, should we um, give our rating or our kind of final opinion of the holiday special our, our, our small review if you will is this yeah. that kind of a podcast it can be i mean how often do we get to talk about a new holiday special this may be the only time it may yeah. be all right so what should we rate it out of five or ten let's start there we've never rated anything on this show have I we know. i am so thrilled to be here we need to make a rating this system a moment. Yeah. we need to make this because once we get a hundred of these we've got to submit to reddit you know metacritic <laughs> yeah we could do, uh, I mean, we could do just a, a recommend or a not recommend. We could do a, uh, we could give it out, we could give it like out of five lightsabers. We could give it out of five porgs. Mm-hmm. We, we could, we, we could really do anything we want. The traditional rating system is stars, which happen to be appropriate here as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on brand, so we're right. Give it, okay, give he's it right. Stars. On brand, but we'll, be give giving, porgs. but we'll give it like Star Wars appropriate, like lightsaber, like eight point stars is what we're talking about. <laughs> mm. All right. Mm. All right, so out of out of five, what out do we five. rate the holiday special? Well, I think we'll just go around the room. You go first. Oh, I get to set the bar? Yeah. All right, I will rate the holiday special. And also, none of these half stars. Full stars. It's, it's a, it's a five-point scale only. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah, you got to go all the way in or all the way out in that will, middle. All right, then I will round up to four stars. Four stars. Wow. Okay. Uh, three stars. Three think, stars. I think three is very fair. Three stars. Could have been four. You could you could have hired a proper emperor uh, mm. voice actor, me. I was available. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything, you know? And, and for the record, you know who doesn't get... Okay, this is my voice actor fandom coming out. Yeah. You know who doesn't get work in this? Sam Whitmer. He doesn't do Darth, Vader, uh-huh. Darth Maul, and he doesn't do the Emperor. And if you've heard the Rebels, he does a dead ringer for the Emperor, uh-huh. too. Or uh, me again. Or again, yeah. I was Rio available. Was available. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think more more holiday theming, more porgs, or more music. Those were the things I needed all of to those, bump it up. All of the above, correct? Yeah. Those were the things I needed to bump it up. All right. So for me, it's it's three stars, and the primary reason it's three stars is because again, I really was expecting the entire ride. I wanted to get Wookies flying off into the highways of space. Like <laughs> that's how the first one ended. And really, that's my major disappointment with this is not so much it doesn't have enough holiday or anything like that. It's it doesn't have enough of the holiday, holiday special. special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tons of 
referential humor here. Right. Tons of beautiful little Star Wars Easter eggs. Tons of funny little jokes. And even like digs at the, the series itself. Yeah. Spectacular. But, and I imagine that perhaps hands had been tied. Right. Very little mention or allusion to... You know, the the big thing when it came out was, oh, they've made a new holiday special. Ooh, they, Why didn't you have an animated Sondan show up? Well, and, and on, mean, on top of that, even the Wookiees that are coming for mm-hmm. it, none of them are like blatantly yeah. Marla, Itchy, and Lumpy. Like, yeah. they're just, they're Wookiees. It's just a pile of Wookiees coming in. And I was like, look, I understand why you might not want to talk about this holiday special. A la- especially the second 20 minutes of it. But... <laughs> I don't, I was, I was disappointed that it didn't ape the holiday special. Like, I don't think there's actually a single specific joke of it in this. No. And that probably says because even Disney's, well, my general thing is Disney doesn't care that much about the holiday special one way or the other. I think it's Lucasfilm as a company is still no. Like that was such a ban during George. Everyone who ever brought it up was shot down. Like they were going out of style. Like we don't. We don't acknowledge the holiday special when possible. I think we're only a couple years away from it being on Disney+. Plus. That feels like an answer they could have. Yeah. But I really don't. Here's the only reason I don't think it will. I think they legitimately would feel the need to go clean up the VHS footage, which is the only way to acquire it, is these people who had these very expensive professional VHS recorders at home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why there's only two copies on Earth. CBS definitely got rid of it. Um, So it's one of those things of like, will they go through all the work cleaning it up just for the joke? And my answer is no. I think they're very happy at being in the black gray market where you can find it. Yeah, they have their own new holiday special now to push. And I think that all things considered, I think it was a really fun special. I think you're right about the spoilers, but I do think it's it's for kids. Like kids who are just starting to master Star Wars and starting to learn this, who are just pointing the screen going, "I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that." I was that kid. <laughs> What am I talking about? I just lost the last episode of The Mandalorian. I'm like, oh, I know that ship. That's a light cruiser from the Republic. Like, I'm still that person. But, yeah. like, I think for kids, the references are far more like a pop of, like, acknowledging this thing they love is they can see it. They can identify it. It's really cute. For all of us who have gone through Robot Chicksons and, like, 30, 40 years of Star Wars jokes, it's not surprising that some of these jokes are, like, hit or miss with us because it's like I've already seen that particular flavor of fan service I, I mentioned earlier the emperor falls down the shaft and he starts rethinking his life I'm like I have literally seen this joke before <laughs> it doesn't have like the Scrooge twist to it but like I've seen this joke before and he goes Shivy's gonna get do better I'm gonna be a better per-. as he hits the reactor bay yeah like it, we're just too cynical and old for it is what I'm trying to say <laughs> I had a grand old time. It was fun. Give me a sequel next holiday. I'll take one with more musical numbers. Yeah, more music. More musical I think numbers. that's that's. I'm m- still available. Yeah. Vito is still available. Reach out to us, Star Wars All In on Twitter, and we will tell you how to get in touch with Vito. <laughs> we we will we will get you in contact with the carrier pigeon that can find him and deliver messages. <laughs> All right, friends, let's wrap this one up. A time of joy, of friendship, of family. All of this, Life Day is. 
and a happy one. I wish you. This holiday is yours, but we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life. Our first and last special of 2020 in the can. We've had a great time talking about the holiday special and the holiday special. <laughs> it's been great. I feel great. How do you guys feel? I'm so happy to be here back with all of my holiday special friends discussing a brand new holiday special. Never would have thought. Never would have thought. My final word. In this, the most festive of years, Akmina is canon. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, what a great, what a great time. This has been a blast. I hope you folks have been having a blast reminiscing with us, um, you know, checking out the new holiday special, which I hope you all saw and enjoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also hope that, uh, you, uh, you know, um, I hope you didn't watch the 20 minutes of the Star Wars special we did. Just enjoy our commentary. It's better than actually watching it. I hope. Enjoy your lives. <laughs> I spe- You know what? If you're looking for some Star Wars to watch and you're not in a holiday special mood, just watch Solo. Just watch Solo. <laughs> I'll get to it. Make Solo 2 happen. Make Solo 2 <laughs> Let's make that happen in 2020. And who knows? You know what? We were surprised by a holiday special. Who knows what 2021 uh-huh. will reveal to uh-huh. us? Which is what we'll be talking about next week when we go go into the last episode of 2020. So join us for that. I just want to thank Vito again. Thank you for being here. It's been great having you on the show again. Our first return guest. Our first return. Happy holidays. Oh, it's it's such an honor as 
it's just it's such an honor. We're so happy to have you here, Vito. All right, folks. Well, enjoy your holidays. And until we meet again, my name is Mac. I'm Ross. I'm Vito. And until next Wednesday. May the force be with you. production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2020.